Hello everyone, welcome to J&J Start Talking. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jonathan. And we are going to start talking today about toxic masculinity. That's a mouthful. Uh, it really is. <laughs> um, so Gillette came out with a Super Bowl ad, I think I guess it was yesterday or today, that discussed, that, that slammed toxic masculinity and the Me Too and and just, just bringing this more, I guess, to, to public discussion. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and yeah, so it's something we, I just noticed, I just read about to this morning. So, I mean, it's kind of a random topic here, but I think it's something that needs to be discussed. Uh, we got a couple of opinions about it and different ideas. Uh, but I mean, it's, I guess it's an issue that we all should be talking about now. Well, so... Deep thought coming, guys. <laughs> well, you know, here lately I've been watching the Andy Griffith Show a lot, and I've been watching a lot of these older TV shows that came on in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And then, you know, I watched the shows that we have on today, and there's just two completely different worlds that they exist in. And I realize this was 50, 60, 70 years ago. But, you know, back in those shows, like Leave it to Beaver and Andy Griffith, you know, the, the man was the one who went out and made the money. The mom was at home, cleaning house all day, taking care of the children, and and you know the shows that we watch now don't show that anymore. You know, it's this double income household. You know, they both well, it was still more the mother taking care of the kids, but the father still having a bigger role in it, but still being this kind of kind of standing back and let the mother do the discipline and all that, and the father stepping in. Right. When he has to, mainly to do the discipline, because that's what fathers are supposed to do. The traditional relationship. Right. The traditional I mean, the, the, marriage. The, the father makes the money, and, you know, it's the main primary breadwinner. Right. And he's there for discipline and to pay for things. <laughs> and the mother is the one there for nurturing and feeding and... Cleaning you know. and cooking and... Right. <laughs> yeah, and that... that, that. That's kind of so. The and for those who hadn't seen the commercial, you probably should just go Google it. Uh, it's Gillette's new commercial, and it's kind of based. You know, Gillette's slogan has always been uh, "the best a man can get," and now they're asking the question, like, "Is, is this, this the, the best, best that a man can be?" And you know, I, I guess in a definition and just toxic masculinity. So, and I'm just going to give you a something off of fandom, I think, wiki fandom, I don't know. But they describe it as uh, one of the ways in which patriarchy is harmful to men. It refers to the socially constructed attitudes that describe the masculine gender role as violent, unemotional, sexually aggressive, and so forth. Um, And they're... they're you know, uh, to an extent, I agree because you know, growing up, my father was like, "Well, a man knows how to change a tire." You right. know, you're, you're you, you, a man is supposed to go out hunting and fishing, and you know, he's supposed to be able to fix a car, you know, and all this stuff. And you know, like I can, I can change a tire, I can hunt, I can fish. I don't like to, I don't want to, <laughs> and I'm not very good at it. And you know, like going back, like you said, you know, those old TV shows. And I mean, just the traditional thing, that was it. Like a man did those things and a woman did not. Right. And that's just the way it was. And it was up to the man to defend the woman's honor. Right. If someone, you know, oh, you know, 
somebody, you know, was looking at my wife, well, then, you know, it's the man's job to go beat the other guy up. <laughs> Not even to, you know, to say, hey, look, you know, that's my wife, back off. Right. But, you know, just go punch him in the face and, you know, claim victory. Pretty much. I, I don't know. I mean, that still goes on today. But it's, yes. I don't think it's, I think it's more of a pride thing with the man than defending my wife's honor. Right. Well, so, you know, that you're, you're messing with my property. Right. You know, this is, this is mine, not yours. Don't, don't touch it. But, you know, like, you know, we both work in the restaurant industry. We, we see this quite a bit still today. You know, I'm a server. People come in and for the most part, it's either the man ordering for the wife or the wife ordering for the man, but he's directing her on what he wants for her to speak to me. Hmm. Which I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that, but you know, I always when I go out to eat with my wife, like I promise you, that crosses my mind briefly every time, almost like I just based off of what I know how things should be, I should be ordering for my wife, right? But at the same time, my wife is very strongly opinionated, and she knows what she wants. And she's not one of those that's going to be okay with me ordering her food. Right. Uh, and I think most women are like that today. They're all, you know, hey, I have an opinion. I have a voice. I want right. to use it. And I'm all fine. I'm okay by that. It doesn't bother me uh, at all. But, I mean, it still crosses. I was raised, like, I, so if there should be anyone <laughs> that should not be as masculine, it should be me. Because I didn't have a father figure. Right. I was raised by women all my life. I was never, I'm not going to say I was never taught. I was always taught that I need to be, I need to learn how to do things. I was always told that I should be a man. Right. And I was always told what things were expected of a male, of a man. But I was never, I had no one to say, hey, let me show you how to change a tire. I mean, I've never been hunting a day in my life. Right. Um, I mean, I've been fishing, uh, you know, but just little things like that was never pushed on me. And so I guess that's why it hadn't really been a big deal for me. Not that it took away any of my masculinity, but I just, I never made it important. Well, But on, I think it is. Well, see, on the flip side of that, I was raised in that, you know, all my uncles and cousins, you know, we all went fishing and, you know, we, we had a, a hunting camp set up that we all go hunting and... So you've actually been hunting. I, I've been hunting. I've, I've shot a deer. I've shot at a deer. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I, hit the deer? <laughs> no. I've never, I, can, I cannot claim a kill for myself. <laughs> but, you know, I've been fishing. I've been hunting. I've been camping. And, you know, a man should be able to know how to, to do these things. And, you know, my father's shown me how to change a tire and has tried to show me how to change a fuel pump and alternator and all these, you know, various auto parts that I still, to this day, can't do myself. See, Google told me. And you taught me. <laughs> and I, I still can't do it, but, you know, we, right. we've worked on it together. Of course. But, you know. We spent many a nights under a vehicle. Yeah. Trying to fix something we had no idea how to. But it got done eventually. Yeah, One way did. or another, you know. Got broken tools and busted knuckles, <laughs> but we got there. Lots of blood and cussing. I think I remember an eight-hour break job. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was, that was like, what, the cinder block, a guitar amp, and <laughs> all sorts of ingenuity going on there. Right. But, you know, my father was one of those that, you know, like I was telling you earlier, you know, he didn't want me doing, like, Little League. He didn't want me doing, 
you know, all these traditional male boy, you know, boy stuff because he was afraid that it would make me gay. And that was apparently, you know, that, that, that that's just a bad thing, apparently. Little does he know, I mean, he's been, he's been gone for 10 years now, 11 years now, but, you know, I am gay. So, you know, that didn't work out well. <laughs> but I didn't, wasn't able to do, like, Boy Scouts or anything like that because of this fear of emasculation. Well, why would that be? Like, so, what I've gathered in the past, I mean, up until now, I mean, now we have to worry about the troop leaders and, Right, sexually abusing the kids and all that, but I mean, before all that, I mean, Boy Scouts was the thing you did for your son, right? To give him more of the manly, but I guess maybe it's been watered down so much. But I mean, me personally, I would have thought if I would have had a son back then, not now, Boy Scouts have just gotten all terrible now, uh, but. Back then, I w- that would have been something I would do to keep, like, you need to be amongst men in the wilderness. But right. I guess where I could see that could, well, I'm doing quotation marks. So y'all can't see that. Air quotes. Y'all doing air quotes. Y'all can't see that. But, I mean, that's, you know, now that's kind of considered, like, maybe that could be, I don't know. I guess since Brokeback Mountain, everybody, like, men in the wilderness together is gay. But, I mean, to me, I think that would have built more masculinity. And you know, like you, I I don't understand. I, I've never understood that that frame of mind. Just uh, I I just can't accept that as being someone's reality. Because I mean, okay, I'm by no means a psychologist. No, I I have no formal training in anything really, except for waiting tables and you know certified nurses. Aid. Those are like the two things I can claim I've ever been trained to do properly. But it just like, children don't know who they are when they're growing up. Right. And that's kind of based on, you know, how you're raised by your parents, by your, you know, or your whoever's in charge of raising you. You know, you said you were, you know, raised by women all your life. You didn't have a really strong father figure. So everything you are today starts out with what you start with. Right. And that's your basic building blocks of who you become. So let me ask you this, and it's kind of off topic of where we're going talking about, but it's just a question I've always wanted to ask. Do you believe that you're born gay? Or do you believe that it's situational? Like, throughout your life, experiences and situations have molded you to choose that. Okay, this is an answer I heard from someone years ago, and it's probably a little bit dated now. But it was definitely, you know, pertinent back then when I first started, especially when I first started coming out. Why would you choose to be gay in the environment that we live in now? When knowing, you know, if if you're openly gay and you walk down the street, somebody could bash your head in because you're gay. Why would that be a choice? It's not so much that now. I mean, it's the, the culture has changed to where it's more accepted, you know. And, you know, like you said, you wouldn't have known had I not told you probably. Right. But I mean that. But that's just my case. That's not. I Everybody. mean, we, we've we've got friends who you know you could see coming down the road. Oh well, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're clearly gay. But I, I don't think it's something that I would. It's not something I've ever chosen. I mean, and there's certainly been some. I, I'm at peace with it now. But there's been some internal conflict, especially back in my early twenties when I was coming to terms with it, and you know started living on my own at USM and whatnot, I could finally be free and be myself, but I didn't know how to be myself because there was no 
culture where I came from to allow me to be myself. Gotcha. So I don't, I, I don't believe it's a choice. I believe it's a choice of how you handle it going forward. Going forward. Well, see, I, and again, I mean, I have no experience in it, so who am I to say right. this is how it is? My personal belief is I don't think you're born one way or another. I think you... I think I would think it would be more situational. Like I believe I could have gone either way. Right. By me being raised by women all my life, like based on my surroundings and what I've done, I mean, I could have been taken to beauty salons all the time, and right. then I just developed an appreciation for a feminine way of life. Right. And but then I don't even. I mean, and I'm listen. Don't let me, and I apologize if I ever offend you, which I don't think you. that's I, ever a problem I, with I'm us. I've never really offended, so it's <laughs> uh, And I really don't have any idea what I'm talking about, but, I mean, it's, I just, I don't, I think it, it's like you raised that, not raised that way, you're just brought up that way. Like, you're, you put it, I don't know. I, is, is, okay, let me let me let me put it to you like this. Okay, let's say that we're living in Mayberry in 1962. You know, Andy and Barney they're running the show. We all, me, you, and your wife, we all moved to town. I'm openly gay. You're a black man married to a white woman in the 50s. Would you choose any of that in that environment? I mean, granted, like the show is not you know they never right, show that like, anything right. like that you know any kind of violence towards that, but knowing the culture of the time. Well, here's my thinking: like, if when, I if I was raised in an atmosphere where I had a lot of, so say my parents were friends with gay guys, okay, and. My parents were in a racial couple, mm-hmm. and that's just what I was associated with. So when we moved to Mayberry, and I'm growing up in Mayberry, I'm going to choose to be that because that's what I've been around, and that's to me, is okay. Right. Now, I know it's not accepted there, and I'm not going to like that choice, but now I think I'm going to choose that. Does, does that make sense? A little it's a little, it's a little fuzzy, I mean, I understand but, I mean, what you I, mean. I, I understand. I understand the point you're trying to make. And I think, I think by that, but by that point, to kind of make your point, you know, by that time, I've already been conditioned to the point where that is who I am. Right. Well, now, so now, 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 necessarily, I didn't make that choice. I've become that. Well, now let me ask you this: Would you make it known to the other residents, or would you like try to try to evade that? If it ever were to arise, like, hey, is that your wife? Would you like be like, no, you know, I, we, she works for me, or I work for her? Or... I can't, I can't answer that question in my current mindset because, right. I mean, right now, the person I am, I'm saying, who gives a shit? Right. Like, I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be, and you like it or you don't like it. But if you put me back in that time with in the way of thinking, then possibly, most likely, I would, I would hide it. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't change the fact that I. That was it. Me. Wouldn't, wouldn't change who you right. are. It would just change your right. the presentation of who you are. Now, did I get there because am I that because I chose to be, or is, I was born that way? Right. I'm leaning more to the fact that maybe I chose that. Right. But who knows? I mean, but in, 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 from personal experience, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think I can choose any more to be gay or straight than you can to be black or white. Right. 
I mean, and I know, well, this is not for, you know, race, but, you know, there's like those conversion camps and there's all sorts of stuff that's out there that, that says, air quotes, they can turn you, you know, right, back to, right. you know, back to heterosexuality, which, you know, and I don't know anybody personally who's been through that. And, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, if that's in your heart to do that, then by all means, follow your heart and do that. Right. If that's and if it works for you, I mean that's that's great. I'm happy for you. You're living your life how you want to live your life. Do what you got to do. But if it's forced upon you, like you know, you either can go to this camp or you can't live here anymore. That's kind of where I have that problem. Right. With that, because then you're forcing someone mm-hmm. to, and that I think that's that's where this some of this tox, toxic masculinity comes in. You know, real men don't sleep with other men. Right. And that's, and I mean, it, and going further from that, you know, it's, so you get, you get to the point where, and I think that's where this toxic masculinity comes from, is like the fear of a man being gay. Right. Leads people to teach their sons more extreme measures of being a man. And it's not even the thought of their son growing up being gay, it's their, the, the, Fear that someone might think their son is gay, right? Or that you're the father of a gay child, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I do not. So in, on this Gillette commercial, you know, they is showing again. You guys have to watch it, but it's different instances of this air quote toxic masculinity, and it's things like you know, it's a backyard barbecue, and a couple of dads are standing by the grill, and their sons are out there fighting, right? And, you know, they're their words is boys will be boys. Right. And I've heard that all the time. All my life. I've even used that before. Yeah. And you know what? I don't... I'm going to disagree with you, Lit. I don't think that's a problem. Like, I think you should let boys be boys. Not for the fact that if you don't, they'll be gay, but just for the fact that a man should be strong. I think traditionally, right. a man should be strong. Right. And regardless of whether they're gay or not gay, I mean... A man should be strong. Whether you like you like what you like, but a man right. should be strong. That's just tradition, and traditional, religiously, a man should be strong. A man should protect the house. Right. That's my belief. Now you and you can be gay and still do that. And I think you're. I just telling you earlier, you're a prime example of that. I mean, you're a gay man, but you are the man of your house. Right. And you are a strong man. You will be that. And that's. I mean, and no, I think those things will help a man understand that so if he's fighting with his friend i mean we're not gonna let him kill each other right but i don't think they need to be raised to the point where they think if i get into a problem somebody will be there to save me and that's that's a kind of another problem i have with culture as a whole that we live in now is everyone is so afraid of offending someone else that we can't do this kind of i mean when I was growing up, if I acted up in the grocery store, I'd get, I'd get my ass beat in the grocery store. I'd get a whipping right there, aisle seven right in front of the canned goods. You can't do that anymore because if someone else sees it, it may offend them. Yeah, I see that's something else I don't agree with. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and I, and our friend Diane, I've had this conversation with her before, you know. <laughs> and we, 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 see, we do not see eye to eye on this at all. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> I've had the conversation with her too. <laughs> And, and I think as, you know, in the South especially, you know, you go over to your, your friend's house you know, and you, you act up over there, 
their mama's going to whip you. Right. They're going to send you home. You your mama's going to whip you. And then you better sit your ass down until your daddy gets home because then you're going to get it again. Right. And that's just, that. that's the way we're raised. And, you know, I've never been to jail. I've never been arrested. I haven't either. Well, I take it back. I haven't. But anyway, that's one story. Nothing <laughs> that's serious. That's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go but, figure on black guy. I've been arrested. Okay. But, you know, I mean, but all this stuff that they're saying now, you know, oh, if you beat your child, they're going to grow up to be a serial killer. There's a whole generation of cousins on that <laughs> that have not been to jail that got beat by every member of their of their grown up family, right? Because they acted up, you know, at somebody's house or in public. And even further than that, especially in my hometown, you know, when where the people I grew up with, you know, friends of our parents, like one of our football moms, you know, I was a high school, I was a water boy in high school, and one of the the parents. Was like our football mom. She would see us in the grocery store. We acted up. She'd be like, Jeremy, I will beat you <laughs> in this store if you don't act right. And you know what? I would act right. Right. Because Mama Street just told me to act right. And I'm not going to mess with her because <laughs> she'll get me. Her husband will get me. Yeah. Mama will get me. Yeah. Daddy will get me. Yeah. And then, you know. The whole football team will know about it because their son is going to go tell them. Right. Like, so you know it was a it was a you know they say it takes a it takes a village mm-hmm. and that's really kind of what it was. And I think that makes for a better child. I mean, I think there's a lot of those values, a lot of those things you think about. Right. I mean, you have a better understanding of right from wrong. Right. And that I mean that and so I mean I don't I think that's how. That's how we stop this abusive men. I mean, I understand where they mean this toxic masculinity. Right. Like, it's coming from, hey, we got so many guys now that are abusing women and, right. you know, just being, just doing wrong. Like, just wrongly treating everybody, bullying. And, right. But all that doesn't stop from, like, not teaching a child to be a man. And I, I, I think, think that's it, making it worse. Yeah. I mean, I think you should... It comes from being raised properly. It comes from being taught right, right from wrong. And and I don't understand, you know, parents now. We you know we got this cohabitating. You know, they're all the whole family sleeps in the same bed, and uh, you know, it's, yeah. they're they're all. You know, I hate to say it like this, but these hippy dippy ways of raising kids <laughs> now. You, you know, it, it's just hippy dippy. Hippy dippy. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as a as quite the liberal, but this is kind of where you know my whole traditional family values comes back. Right. I'm not saying beat your children. I mean, you know, discipline them. Of course. And make it stick. Of course. And now that- my kids didn't take it as well because I mean, and <clears throat> my kids are good kids. They're still good kids, but you know, I was, but I guess because I was working so much and I was on my own trying to raise three boys that you know weren't mine to start with. You know, I kind of. I, I, I started a foot behind on all this, <laughs> but you know they've never been to jail. They they don't do drugs. They don't they they don't. I don't have to go bail them out of jail. I don't have to go bail right. them out of trouble. I don't have to go pick them up drunk three o'clock in the morning from somebody's right. house. So I mean they're good kids. They know right from wrong. I mean, and that, that's because you know I, we talk to them. Now my parents didn't have, you know and one thing we don't do anymore and this is from my. The liberal side coming, <laughs> um, you know. I now I never had the sex talk from my parents. 
because we didn't just talk about that. Right. Didn't have it at school. Right. Because the area I lived in had the same mindset as you know my, you know the school saying the parents are supposed to tell you the parents are saying the school better not tell you anything, this whole abstinence only, so nobody knows anything. All these girls in high school are pregnant because nobody knows what not to do or right. what to do or have access to anything that could prevent that. Right. And yeah, that's a big. That's I mean I think that's a big deal, and that kind of goes back another part of the commercial was just about how men are so aggressive towards women right and they shouldn't be taught that and i, I don't think again it's knowing right from wrong but i think you should still be taught like how to how to be responsible with yeah, your choices yeah like don't if you don't say anything at all you leave them to make their own opinion right you leave them to make their own decisions so all they know is, hey, men are supposed to like women. We're supposed to go get women, and I'm going right. to do that however I can. Because nobody ever had that talk with me. Right. So, you know, hey, I got this urge to have sex, and this is what I'm going to go do. Right. And here's a nice-looking woman, and I'm going to reach out and grab her butt, and I'm going to try to snatch her over here. And I'm going to – I mean, that didn't come from a, guy, a father saying you need to be more of a man. It right. came from no one telling them. This is how it goes. Right. This is and how to approach. So now you got a whole generation of 16-year-olds being parents trying to raise kids. Right. Have no idea. You know, they're still kids themselves. And so they, you know, I think they're overcompensating. Right. Because they didn't have time to, you know, sometimes they don't have time to learn this from their father because now they're fathers. And they're just, still learning. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's the biggest problem is just we got kids raising kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I think my, my parents were in their 20s before they had me. So they had they had time to right. to, to be their to be their right. own kids. And I mean, even still, that's I mean, in my age coming up, that was still young. Right. For people to have children in their 20s it's usually like 30s is where children come in. Right. Uh, and now I'm seeing 16 year olds, 17 year olds having mm. two or three children. Yeah. I mean, how how can a boy teach a boy how to be a man? Right. That has to go wrong somewhere. And I think that's where our bullying comes in. That's where our the Me Too movement is fighting against those people that were just right. never really raised to be a man. And by no means am I condoning any kind of sexual aggression or, you know, how you treat a person. But, I mean... There are steps we can take as a society if we just, and we just need to man up, own up what we're doing, right, and start fixing it now. So that way, I mean, it is not going to be any kind of overnight fix. No, no. I mean, this is this is you know, at this point, it's probably going to be a generation or two before it kind of settles itself out. But we need to start working now to make sure our grandkids don't live in this toxic environment that we're creating for them. Because we didn't know how not to. Right. You know, it's going gonna, gonna to take a lot of time. A lot of time. But we can't hide from this guy. I mean, we can't. I think now we're in a society where everything is being filtered. Right. You know, this this is bad, so we're not going to do it. We're not going to, you know, don't watch this TV show. Take this as a, this right. shouldn't be on TV. You know, they these, these three people over here were offended by this. So right. So nobody gets it. Nobody gets it. And that's. I don't think that's it. I think it just goes back to being raised the right way and being right. taught the right way. And, but, I mean, there's been plenty of examples of really masculine men that have produced 
awesome sons and yeah. daughters. You know what I mean? And they hadn't had any problems. Like you said, is being beaten, whipped all your life didn't make you a serial killer. Right. I mean, I think what made a serial killer is not having that structure. Right. You know what I mean? Not having that idea of right from wrong. And, you know, I do think genetics do play a, a part in this. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's it's all how, you, you know, how you're raised. I don't agree with that. I don't, see, I don't, I, I think, you know, it's... Listen, I think all genetics has to do with is the way your, your physical appearance, your medical issues, right. or lack thereof. I mean, you know, whether your hair is black, gray, or brown, you know, that that's genetics. I think... Genet- I don't believe genetics have anything to do with what kind of person you I, are. I'm by no means saying, you know, oh, it's my genetics fault that I that I <laughs> killed this person. I'm just saying, you know, because, you know, there's schizophrenia, there's bipolar out there that's adjusted with, with medication. Oh, see, you know, and they're so- touching on something else I don't agree with. And, oh, I might get a lot of flack for this. <laughs> I, I personally, and it's my personal opinion, and... Mm-hmm. I don't, I've never experienced this. I don't really know anybody personally that has children this way, but like this whole ADD and bipolar and I think we've gone too far with that. We're too quick to diagnose something and give them medicine for it. We're we're too quick to fix it to make it go away. Right. And like this ADD attention deficit disorder. Okay, listen. Your child needed to be whooped. I mean, that's just, I think every child grows up that way. Every child has a point. They get to a point where they just can't focus on one thing or another. Right. They're jumping here to there. They're very hyper. They're just not focusing. They don't, they're not taking it serious. And nobody's making them to. Right. So instead of parents saying, you know, listen, sit your butt down. This is what you need to do. You're going to focus on it. You're going to forget this. And you're going to do it. Or you're going to get a whipping. Or you're going to get punished. Right. But nowadays they're like, oh, he won't sit still. Little Johnny won't sit still. He can't he's just focus special. on it. He's just, he's special. He just needs more attention. Right. And yeah. then you take him to a psychiatrist or a doctor. Guess what they're gonna say? Oh yeah, he got because they're gonna make he money off of it. Off. Yeah, we're gonna make money off of that. So yeah, I'm quick to diagnose that. Right. I mean, so I mean, I don't. I just listen. It may <laughs> it may truly be some people like that that really has mental disorder. Yeah. But on the scale that we're experiencing it now, I do not believe it. I do not believe it. We're not going to blame genetics for lack of parenting. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not blaming genetics. I mean, don't don't think I. I, I think you know it's it's all genetics' fault. But I do think they do play a percentage into every into what's going on because I mean, if you, it look, I mean, look at the stuff that we're eating now compared to what we we're eating 50 years ago. It's all modified and it's mm-hmm. all, you know, pesticides and all that stuff. So I mean, I, I do think that has kind of wormed its way in to how we're thinking. But I'm like I said, I'm by no and and I am not a geneticist. I'm not. I have had no training in this whatsoever. So don't, so don't put me on YouTube and says Jeremy says <laughs> genetics, Jeremy. Because <laughs> I could be entirely wrong about everything, and if I am, show me proof that I'm wrong, and you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. But I just I I I don't I I think it's 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 mostly you know how you're raised and and and. You know how you, who you know who takes care of you from your, from your primordial soup up until, right. you know they they send you out on your own, but I do think genetics do play a part in how that's processed. I guess I guess I don't, 
I mean, I don't have children of my own, so I can't. I mean, it's hard for me to prove an opinion when well, I don't know. Well, uh, let me. For instance, my my well, I call them my children. They're my nephews, but I've been raising them for like twelve years now, so they're my children. But if they do, if they say or do something, I can just let them say that is your mother right there, <laughs> or that is your father right there. Yeah, and I, I've said that about children a lot more than once, I'm sure. So I guess yeah, some of that does transfer in. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just still, I, I, it's just a lot to do with how you raised, and I think we both yeah. kind of believe that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, I don't disagree with you, but <laughs> I. I, well, I, I disagree with you to an extent. <laughs> That's allowed. That's allowed. And, we, and, you know, and at the end of the podcast, we'll still be friends. We'll still go talk about Star Trek and make fun of people. Maybe. We haven't got to the end of the podcast yet. Well, I'm uh, pretty sure. <laughs> Look, we've worked together for how long? We've known each other for how long now? And we've, yeah, yeah. And I don't think we've had any arguments like the whole... We've had disagreements. Yeah. I don't think we've had any arguments the whole time we've known each other. We just we we haven't let it get to that point yet because we were raised right, right. Not that I mean, in our genetics, right. Well, you know, well also, <laughs> and also like especially at work, you know, you're my boss. I disagree with you sometimes, but you tell me to do something, I'm gonna go do it to the best of my abilities. I don't necessarily tell you. I just well, ask no, you. I, well, I know. Well, that's true, but you know, I, I reckon I respect that you're my boss. And I separate that from our friendship, right? Because, I mean, at the my paycheck still gotta get signed, right? Well, I mean, it's in the same way, I don't, and I mean, that is a hard thing to do is separate that friendship from the work relationship. So a lot of times when I tell you to do things, like believe you me, I've mulled over it for a little while. Like, <laughs> oh, I gotta have this conversation with Jeremy, right. and if it had been anybody else, that conversation probably would have went a lot different, right? So it's always a second thought. But anyway, we're off subject now again. Sorry, guys. J and J starts talking when we get this, this, this happens, so just just <laughs> deal with it at this point. <laughs> so going back to the subject, so we got a couple of things. I'm looking here of things that are like. I guess this is describing the basic beliefs of masculinity that supposedly be that is causing the problem. Right. Uh, so one of them is I don't know this one. Pervasive idea of male-female interactions as competition and not cooperation. I don't. I mean, it's not much really to talk about there. I, I think I think we've actually kind of touched on that at the yeah. beginning. Um, what I let me see. Pervasive idea that men cannot truly understand women and vice versa. And so, I, I and I think that's part of if you understand women, you that that's part of the understanding women is emasculating the man. You know, you know what? It, I, I, I'm just I've been I've been married for almost two years now, mm-hmm. and we've been together for almost ten. And I'll tell you now, there is no understanding a woman, <laughs> All right? and that's just I don't mean that to be negative or, or chauvinistic. chauvinistic. Or... <laughs> it's just I mean it is what it is, and I, right. I think I give that I I think it's it's not criticizing, but I think it's more of uh complimenting a woman because I think women are so multifaceted. Right. Like, when you're dealing with a woman, it's dealing with emotions and feelings. That's right. more 
that's more in a woman's realm. And that, that's more how a woman has been raised right. because that's right. what a woman, there's, the woman is supposed to have the emotions, not the man. Right. And that, so, I mean, I can't say that's a bad thing. Like, I don't think if I were to have a son today, I don't think I would be telling him, you need to learn how to understand the woman. Right. Like, I don't think that's your goal. Like, I don't think understanding women will stop the problems we're having now. Right. Um, I mean, so anyway, I don't really think as much there to talk about. I think that I think that's actually a that is that's just it. That's a fact. Men will not truly understand a woman. What we can do as men is respect a woman, right. respect her feelings, understand that she has feelings and emotions that you don't understand. Right. And you sacrifice for that. You know what I yeah. mean? You, as we always pick your battles. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's. So, I mean, that's not really a bad idea. Um, now, the expectation that real men are strong and they're showing emotion is incompatible with being strong. Anger is either framed as an expectation to the rule, or exception to the rule, or as not an emotion. So, I guess what they're saying is men shouldn't feel anything other than anger because anger is not really an emotion. Right. Uh, I guess they think an anger is... So, I do have a problem with that. So I don't think you should make it okay. You should tell uh, a guy that angry is manly. Right. Being mad is manly. That's that. I mean, we all going to get angry. That's going to right. But how do we deal with that anger? Is how being, what needs to be taught. You know, being angry is okay, but it's not the only emotion a man should have, right. or it's not the only way a man should feel besides nothing. Now I do say there's 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 a limit here. So I, so today a friend of mine um, went out and had lunch with a friend of mine, and he brought his son with him, and he's I guess he's three, four, three maybe. Anyway, he, he hadn't had his nap yet, and he was right. fussy as normal children that age get, and he wanted to I don't know what he wanted to do, but anyway he kind of started crying. Yeah. And just naturally I looked at him. And I said, Hey, hey, hey. I said, Big boys don't cry. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't mean anything by that. In this day and age, you probably someone probably would have heard me and be like, oh, right. you don't tell him that. It's okay for him to cry. But honestly, I believe no. It's not. <laughs> I mean, is it okay for a man to cry? Yes, yeah. it is. It is okay for a man to cry. And I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I've cried a few times, many yeah. times. Uh, but I think more of the point I was getting at was, not, and I don't know why I'm getting at a point with the child, but... Well, because that's where it starts. Yeah, I mean, that's where it starts. You shouldn't, don't be a whiny butt. I mean, right. and it doesn't necessarily be a man. That's anybody. Let's, right. You're not going to whine. But also, a man has to be strong. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, we, we touched on that. And I think part of that strength is going to come from, there's a time and place where things should hit your hit a man emotionally, and there's a time and place when not. You right. know what I mean? When we don't get our way, we should be taught that, hey, when a man doesn't get, when you don't get your way, you as a man should figure out how you're going to get what you need. Right. But the right way, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, don't just go out and take it. But, I mean, instead of sitting back crying about it, I mean, it's, that is, I think that is nature. So when you say genetics, I think men are created to, like you say, be the breadwinner. Right. Be the one that's going to go find the meal. Right. Like, we have a problem, and we have to fix it. And nobody else is going to do that. 
Well, when my father passed away, 11, 11 years ago, it'll be 11 years ago next month, when he passed away, all, especially my mother and my sister, you know, they were all very emotional. We were all very emotional about it because, you know, my father just right. died. But their emotions overwhelmed them to the point where they couldn't do any of the planning. Right. So that all fell on me, you right. know, to go get the burial plot, go, you know, right. make the arrangements and, and all that. And then, so I didn't get a chance to grieve until way later right. when it was all said and done. And this probably months, maybe even a year later, when I when it finally just let, when I was finally able to let myself grieve because I was so busy taking care of everything while they did their grieving. Right. And I think that's part of where, you know, the man has to be strong, you know, can't really show that emotion right. because they have to take care of this stuff like this. Right. And you're exactly right. Like, it's somebody at that point had to be strong enough to handle what needed to be handled. Right. And at that time, emotion would have gotten away of that. Right. Which would have caused a bigger issue. And, I mean, it's just sad to say, not, again... Don't get us wrong, people. We're not <laughs> saying women can't be that. No, by no means are we saying that. I mean, women can be that strength when needed. Right. But just traditionally speaking, that is a man's yeah. place. That is a man's job. And I think that's that's it. That's, that's the way it is. And I think that, I mean, if you're religious, I think that's God's creation. That's God's way. Like, and it's said, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I hadn't studied the Bible from front to back, and but I mean, that's you know, it's the the way the family structure is written in the Bible. It's like God, then husband, then right. wife, then children, right, and so on and so forth. So I mean, somebody has to be the leader, right? Somebody has to be the leader. Now, if your wife is the leader in the household, I think that is fine. I don't think that should take away from your masculinity. No. But it also shouldn't mean that you have to, you can, it's okay for you to break down and cry every single time. Right. You well, something. you know, and, and you may get mad at me for using you as an example. Oh, Lord. Here we go. But, I mean, you know, like, I, 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 you know, you're my best friend. I love you to death. You know, I love Christy to death. But I, in your relationship and your dynamic, I, I see her as being, because she has such a strong personality. Right. And Christy is just Christy. There is no changing that. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I often, I, you know, I see her as being, you know, the head of the household, but I don't see you as being her underling. Right. I see you as, you know, you're you're her equal, but she takes care of. She she does what she needs to do, and then you do. She makes the plan. You do the plan. Right. If that makes any sense. I call I, that. <laughs> I call that. Choosing your battles. Right. <laughs> right. And I've witnessed that several times. <laughs> and, you know, that just goes back to... But I think that, that goes back to your upbringing of, you know, being around all these women. Right. And, uh, and I've met, you know, all these strong women because I've met your aunt, you know. Right. So, you know, and I, I think that's... I, I don't think you and Christy would have worked out had you been raised otherwise. Possibly not. I mean, uh, because, and, and you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's the only re only reason you two are together is because you're raised by women. I'm not trying to say that. Don't don't misunderstand. But you know, I, I see Christy as the the head of the household, but I see you as also the head of the household when it comes to other things. So it, it, it's a it's a partnership. It's it's it, it, you two have a 
uh, probably a better partnership than a lot of other couples that I know. It is, and so, and I always tell people when you when you choose a lifetime partner, mm-hmm. like even when you're dating, if you want to find someone that you can build a relationship with, you have to find. To me, what's worked great in our relationships is my weaknesses, my faults, uh-huh. are her strengths. Right. Like, and vice versa. So the things she's not good with, the things that her weaknesses are my strengths. Right. And we build off of that. Uh, so just so happened, a lot of things, as far as the household, she's more, she's stronger. At. And right. she's an older woman, so she's experienced a lot more things than I have. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I work with that. And I understand it. You know what I mean? And I think it goes back to just understanding. Right. Like, you need to understand that a person has emotions. You have to understand that a person feels a certain way. Right. And you have to be okay with that. And I, I don't I don't think I've lost any masculinity because no, of it. No, I was going to say, you're, you're not any less masculine because of it. Because, like you said... Me and you have fixed my vehicles more times than right. we should ever have to admit. <laughs> um, I mean, you 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 still have your man card, so to speak, but you you, but but you you don't try to take over the house because you're the man. Right. But don't get me wrong; those pots and pans I don't want to throw away. I'm throwing away. <laughs> I Guaranteed. Say, I'll, I'll stick them out tonight on my way out. You don't have to them. sneak. I'm taking them out in front of her, <laughs> and she can hear it. <laughs> She didn't hear me, did she? I don't think so. Okay. She's, a, she's still on the phone the other room. You're good. Uh, but no, and, it, and you know, Christy is, she's a very strong woman, but she was also raised in a traditional household. Right. So, believe it or not, believe it or not, and I don't know how she does it, probably because she's just a great woman, but somehow everything ends up being run through me. Like, all the decisions in the household, I do have the final say, but the decision was made. Right. So it's either like, like we're going to do it this way, yes or no. So <laughs> I don't have the option to say, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it this way. Right. She's going to say, no, we're going to do it this way. Are we doing it or are we not? Right. And I think that's just kind of, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with just saying, hmm, yeah, I like it. So, yeah. like, I knew we needed to paint in yeah. the house. Now, what color do we paint? I didn't want this color. But she wanted that color. Right. So she decided. All she said was, Jonathan, we're going to get him to paint. That's okay? Yeah, fine. I said, why do we do No, I don't like that color. <laughs> well, I like that color. Well, I like this color. Well, at the end of the day, choose your battles. Right. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> it's not going to hurt me one well, way or another. Well, we're both colorblind, so does it really, really matter? It really didn't matter. <laughs> so, you know what? I, she chose the paint. and she. But, I mean, I think... At the end of the day, if I'd have said, no, I don't want to paint, we would have discussed that. And if it was a logical reason, why not? And I think that's where a lot of masculinity gets mixed up. Like, we get too stuck on whether or not the man is the man. Right. And then we react on something that's really not. Like, I could have made that a big deal. Yeah. Like, I could have blew that out of proportion. We could have been divorced right now. Over what color to paint the house. And really, did it matter? No. It didn't matter. So, choose your battles. And I'm not going to feel like I'm less of a man because my wife decided what color to paint the house or my wife decided whether or not we're going to do this or whether or not we're going to do that. Like, I'm happy. Right. 
And my wife is my wife. She takes care of me. She does what she has to do because I am the man mm-hmm. and I am the husband. And I do the same for the wife. But, I mean, let's pick our battles. Right. And we're not basic. All the, so, I mean, being a man, how far do we go to show that we're a man? And that's where the problem right. is starting at. Um, so, yeah, I don't think anger, I don't think we should say, no, we shouldn't feel emotions. Uh I mean, I think a man should feel emotions, but I think there's a limit. I think there's a limit. I'm not sure if there's a limit, but there should there's an occasion for for the emotions that you need to have. I, yeah, there's there's. A I don't I don't I don't think you know the dinner table is the time no. to be angry or or petty or what have you. You know, you, it's there there there's there's a time and place for everything, and that includes emotions and how you project them. Right. And if I mean, if you're angry about something. Pull someone to the, you know, pull them to the side or something. Right. You know, say, hey, this is pissing me off. Right. How can we, how can we make this not piss me off? You either talk through it or, you know, this may be toxic or, you know, just, just fight it out if you got to. Right. I mean, it's, it's just, sometimes you just got to be a man about it. I don't right. Know. I just, I don't agree with this stripping everything manly away from men. No, I, just, I I don't I don't either. But and I feel like I, I feel like I'm all over the place with this. Like I agree with this, but I don't agree with that. So uh, where where do I stand? I don't know. But well, I don't mean I think that's kind of how I am with a lot of things. I'm kind of like I want to see both sides of it. Right. Uh, but I mean, this is a conversation that needs to be had. But I'm thinking we're stripping away way too much. We're stripping away way too much. Right. And to saying that. A man should not feel emotions is a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing to teach your son. No. I don't think it's a bad thing to teach your son that men doesn't cry. Men don't feel emotions. I mean, I think it's you should tell them, hey, men do have emotions, and right. you will feel that. But like you said, there's a time and place and a way to handle those emotions. Right. And that's what should be taught. Not don't have emotions at all. Emotions are not okay, but there's a time and place for a man to yeah. have emotions. Yeah, real men don't cry. It's, it's crap. True. Very true. Because Very they true. do. A real man will cry. It's just real <laughs> men don't cry when they should be act, taking action. Right. That A real man don't cry when they should be strong. And know? real, and, and the same goes for women, too. Real women don't shouldn't cry when they have to take action. Right. They shouldn't, they shouldn't cry when something needs to be done. Right. I mean, and these emotions are, you know, I'm not saying bottom up, bottom up. I'm not saying you know, push, you know, don't don't ever let them come out, but take care of what you got to take care of first, and then if you need to cry about it, then cry about it. Right. But you know, if little if your son needs to go to the to the ER because he broke his leg, don't sit there and cry. Oh my baby, my baby, he's hurt. Pick him up and take, take him, him to the ER. ER. Right. And then when you get home. Tuck him into bed, then have your breakdown. Right. Make sure he's taken care of, right. and then take care of yourself. Right. Because that's that's that's. So it had to be done. Right. Somebody got to be that person. Right. I, I agree with that, and I think I think by design, men were designed to bottle up emotions, but just for that reason, because not that we shouldn't have them, but just for the reason that we have to be able to bottle that up right. to take care of what needs to be taken care of. Right. I mean, we just ha- we just have to to be ready at a moment's notice to, to take over, <laughs> right? And you know, like I did when my father passed away. You know, he was sick for a while. We knew it was coming, but you know, we didn't know 
we didn't know the exact time. We didn't know like right when it was going to happen. So, but when push came to shove, I had to push my emotions to the side, take care of my family, and then have my breakdown later, so they can have theirs now. Um. So I'm going through this list, uh, and you, Jeremy, you tell me if you see something you want to talk about. Uh, so a couple other things and uh, the idea that real men cannot be victims of abuse or talking about it is shameful uh, I think that is a problem in yeah. this current age I think men can be abused yeah uh, and it should they should be able to talk about it right um I think a lot of time because men were raised the way they were raised, it made it shameful to talk about. So a lot of men were abused. And I mean, you want to talk about where the bullying and the serial killers and all right. this come from. I think that's where they came from because they were victims of abuse and were shameful, too shamed to talk about it because they right. were a man. So, yeah, I think that is a problem. And that is something that we need to get out of. Well, about. you know, I think it was the Columbine shootings. You know, they were the the two kids who did. They were victims of being. They were bullied. They were bullied. Right. And you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. I think he's. You know, he was bullied. I mean, and I could be wrong about this, but you know, about these names. But you know, we once again, this goes back to not being able to to be able to show your emotions for, for the appropriate situation. Right. So this stuff gets bottled up. And that's when that's when it gets dangerous because you you don't have a venue for that emotion, so you just explode. Right. And see, I, I so I and I remember my auntie tells me this almost every other time I talk to her about this story when I was in elementary and this kid used to when I get on the bus ride home this kid used to always slap me in the back of the head uh-huh. and I would come home crying about it all the time. And I guess it was two ways Monty could have helped this. She could have said, what are you crying for? You don't need to be crying. Be right. a man. Don't blah, 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 blah. And don't come back to me crying about anything. You know, I think that would have been harmful. Right. Uh, the way she handled it was, you know, number one, she told me, Jonathan, you need to stand up for yourself. Right. Not saying, Jonathan, you need to be a man. Don't cry about it. She said, Jonathan, you need to stand up. You need to say something. Number one, you need to talk to the bus driver. Let him know what's going on. Number two, you need to talk to the teachers at the school what's going on. Number three, you need to tell this guy to leave you alone. And number four, if it keeps continues happening, you need to let me know and I'll do something about it. Right. That's how that was handled. And I think that was handled perfectly. Uh, there was another incident when I got to about middle school where... This kid, I used, we had this long country driveway. We'd get dropped off at the bus like seven, eight kids. Right. And we're walking home, and, you know, everybody goes off to their house separate ways down the driveway. Well, this one kid used to always pick on me on that walk back. And I would always come home crying with my mom, and somebody picked on me. And her words to me was, listen, you're going to stand up for yourself. The next time he does something, you better fight back. Because next time you come home crying and you didn't try to defend yourself, I'm going to whoop your ass. Right. I think that'll be frowned on upon now. Yeah. But, you know what? The, the next, sentiment was right, though. But the next time that happened, guess what? I did defend myself. Right. And I actually kicked this guy. And he never did it again. And that actually me and the guy became friends after that. 
Uh, but I mean, even then when I got home, she still asked me, did this happen again? And not that, you know, she had the conversation with me afterwards, you know, you defended yourself. That was good. This is what happened. It's not okay to fight. It's not okay to do that, but you have to defend yourself. Right. You have to defend yourself. Now, if you, and she told me if it was a situation where you were, where other adults were present, Mm -hmm. then you should get someone involved. Right. But in that situation, there's no other adults. We're walking down a long dirt driveway. Right. I mean, my options are defend myself or continue to let it happen. And I think that was right. And I think that's what I would have done for my child. Yeah. Now, well, similar story to yours, back when I was in seventh grade, there was a, you know, I've always been, I've been overweight all my life. That's just part of who I am. And there was this kid who would pick on me all the time. And I went to teachers. I went to the principal. And it never really stopped. It kept, he just kept doing it. And finally, one day I was walking to football practice, I believe it was. And he said something. I don't remember. I don't even remember what he said. I turned around and I started waylaying on his ass <laughs> because, you know, and I told him, you know, mom and dad about it. And they was like, well, you know, you know, defend yourself. And that's just, I was not, I'm not, but I'm still not a very confrontational person. Right. And I so never have I, been either. So I, did, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do anything that would start a fight because I didn't know how to be in a fight. But you know, I just snapped and I went all over his ass. Right. And uh, you know, there was the little Miss Hale. She was about two foot nothing, seventeen pounds soaking wet. Pulled me off of him. <laughs> Here I am, six foot. You know, six foot two and three hundred pounds, and <laughs> she's holding me down. <laughs> and. You know, like, you know, the next year, you know, this is at the end of the seventh grade year, the eighth grade year, we were friends. Right. He never knew that again. And I think that was just goes back to one of the other issues that they, you know, when, like I said, the guys around the barbecue grill saying boys will be boys. Right. And I think that's part of it. Like, boys will be boys. And that I think that had to happen. But that, but that's also, you know, it's also part of context, too. What are they fighting about? Right. Is it worth fighting about? Right, right. You know, like, you, you, you know, it. Painting the walls. Is it worth fighting worth about what color right. to paint the walls? Now, if this boy, you know, spit on this other boy's face, yeah. <laughs> That's cause for a beating. Right. But, you know, if he just, like, you know, flicked his nose or something, like, just tell him to get away from you. Right. Or, you know, you don't... Well, at work, I'll use this example. At work, when I have, you know, my busboy and my and my server arguing with each other, well, you leave him alone. You don't you don't talk to him. He's going to talk to you. Right. If he starts talking to you, walk away. Right. If you egg him on, he's going to keep doing it. It's going to egg you on, and mm, that's going to... Big issue. But if you two quit being idiots to each other, <laughs> you know, you do it. You do your job, he does his job, right. you won't have this problem. And see, that, but, um, and that's that's perfect, and that's exactly what it should be. But And also, but I mean, at a certain situation, you have to stand up. And I think that's where that's where we're missing that is we're, we're now everybody's wanting to say well, don't teach them to fight, don't teach them to fight back, don't teach them that's not how you deal with it. Right. Well, if they don't fight back when they have to, then they're going to end up bottling all this up, and then now they're abused, and now they become right. something totally different. Uh, there's a time and place. Right. And like you said, is can we can we avoid the situation? Is it? You know, that, hey, if he say something out of the way to you, that don't mean you jump off and start beating on him. I mean, that means you find another way out of the situation. Right. But if there is no way out of that situation, especially for a man, I feel like you need 
the man needs to have the understanding. If there's no other way out, you have to you have to fight. Right. Uh, and not just a man, even a woman. But I mean, especially a man, you have to understand that if there's no other option. I mean, if you're stu- if you're if you're boxed in a corner, you're coming out of that corner one right. way or another. Right. Either diplomacy or not. Right. And I mean, <laughs> and that's just. I think you do more harm if you teach them, hey, you're stuck in the corner. Don't do anything at all. Right. I think don't that's offend wrong. them. Right. I mean, they, they offended you, but don't you offend them back. Right. I mean, that's the kids that's going to grow up and do. They're, they're not going to know how to be them. They're not going to know how to be who they are. Right. And they're going to be run over by everybody. I think and then you're going to wonder why they're being run over by everybody because this is what you taught them to do. Right. If you don't tell them, if you don't teach them to stand up for themselves, like no, you cannot. Do, I will not allow you to do that to me. And if put, you know, at least basic self-defense. There's nothing wrong with basic no. self-defense. I mean, you don't have to teach them how to throw a right hook that will knock somebody out. <laughs> but you know, if somebody's coming at you like a you know, like a wild animal, you know, teach them how to move them well, out of your right, way. You right. know, I mean, that's common sense. That, I mean, that. I mean, we hadn't had a problem. I mean, this is how we were raised. Right. I mean, and that's just, all of a sudden we have problems now. And I think it's just because we're so worried about teaching them aggression and strong strength. Right. That we're not. It, I mean, there's no there's no perfect answer to this. There's no great solution. We're, we're certainly not going to come up with an answer in this conversation because no. we've, we've been all over the place with it. So, you know, good luck with that. So all in all, I mean, there's a lot more things, and you guys can go to the, uh, just Google, toxic masculinity, and there's a big art- article on uh, Fandom's website about it, and it has a lot more things you're gonna touch on that we don't have time to touch on in here. But I mean, all in all, I just do I agree with the commercial or not? I'm gonna say I agree with them saying someone needs to talk about the current climate of abuse and aggression that men are showing now. Uh, But I don't agree with to the extent that they took it in the commercial. Right. Like they're trying to get rid of what makes a man a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? We We don't need to get rid of masculinity. That's a good thing for a man to have. We just need to learn how, we need to teach how to, to be a man responsibly. Properly channel masculinity. Right, right, right. And that's more where that commercial should have went. Yeah. Um, I'm going to always be that person that's going to say a man should be this. And that's just not necessarily how I was taught, but just what I believe. Right. I mean, through my experiences in life, I think you sh- a man should be a certain way. And... That's just it. And whether you, like I say, gay or not, I think a man should still be a man. Right. Uh, if I were to haul off and punch you in the face right now, I expect that you're going to punch me back. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, well, it's like, I, you know, I, I've said it before, and I don't know if I've said it around you, but, you know, if you're going to come at me, I'm going to come back at you. I may lose, and I may go down fighting, but I'm going to go down fighting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and not just because... I think and you're going to go down fighting <laughs> because you're a man. Right. And like that's your your pride, your manly pride says, I'm not going to let this guy beat on me. 
Right. Like, I'm a man, and I'm going to fight. And, you know, like, if somebody, okay, like, you know, we've talked before, you know, how I don't, you know, you try not to offend me, and I, I don't get offended. You know, like, if you, let's let's say the word faggot. Now, if you if you were to say, you know, hey, faggot, come here, and I'm like, I'll be looking at you like, did you really just say that? <laughs> I'm not going to get angry at you if it's just, you know, you talking to me. Right. But if this stranger on the street, you know, or like a, let's say a customer calls me, hey, faggot, come here. I'm like, what the fuck you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm sure, you know, there's a word, you know, where you come from <laughs> that yeah, has similar connotation. Is. There is. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's learning how to channel what pisses us off right. that we need to. And then again, pick your battle. Right. I mean, like fighting with you over that is not it's not gonna get us anywhere. <laughs> no. But and I think that's where I originally intended to go before I got derailed on my own thought. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, fighting with you over that's not it's not gonna be worth either of our time because right. you know, I know unless something drastic happens, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're still gonna be friends. Right. We're still gonna, you know, make Star Wars Star Trek references that nobody else will get and you right. know, giggle about it. But this guy you know, guess what? He doesn't get to eat here anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. He can, get, he can go get pancakes somewhere else. I don't care. You right. don't talk to me or my, you know, or my staff like that. There's a respect that you have. You don't. Have. You don't talk to my bosses like I, some guy. You know, our our boss said he's from Iran. Called him and part of my language is sand nigger. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, does he still run the place? I was like, yes, he does. And I'm sure, you know, you won't have to worry about that anymore because we would like to not ever see you again. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you just, you know, there's, there's that line. And I'm sure, you know, and, and to him, because he was an older older guy, older white guy, in his mind that wasn't offensive or anything because that's just how he, that's just right, how, how he was raised. He wasn't trying to say it to be offensive, but... It is because, I mean, I'm sure he knew it was offensive, but it he still didn't use it as being offensive. Yeah, you, you know, you yeah, know what I'm saying. Because I, say yeah. I mean, I, I was raised to say certain things that yeah. I didn't really realize was offensive. Not necessarily as offensive; it just wasn't right. You know what yeah. I mean? And I didn't know that at the time. I just that's just what I heard all of my life. Right. So you know this. Which I don't say now, but you know, redneck. We've always yeah. heard redneck, and that, some people actually love that term. They'll call themselves redneck. Right. Well, the word gay. Yeah. You know, oh, don't do that. That's gay. I was, yeah, I've heard, and I can't stand to hear that. I really don't. I, I hear that a lot, and I, I don't know that it's and, offensive or not. Uh, it's not to me, but because I frankly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I think again, that's another part of being a man is like, are you strong enough to respect another man, right? And respect his rights and his beliefs. You know what I mean, right? That, I think that takes more strength than the man that doesn't really care about your emotions, right? For a man to actually take into consideration someone else's emotions and beliefs and respect those, I think takes more strength than a man that absolutely. Doesn't, you know what I mean, and I that's. I mean, again, that's another part of the problem. So, not raising a child to not be masculine is just raising them to be responsible, right? And respect, respectful. Uh, some of the best men and that I know have 
been raised to be that masculine of a masculine man, but they also was were raised to be respectful and responsible. Right. And that made them more of a man than the guy that just grew, that says fight everybody, beat up everybody, and grab right. every woman's ass. You know, what I mean, that was more of a man, the respectful, responsible guy. So, and I think that's just where we should go. That's how we should. Yeah. Go. Yeah, but you know, like we said, well, that's that's a long time coming. Yeah, it's yeah. That even if, even if we start right now, it's still going to be years before we can reach that point as a whole. Yeah, unless we, I'm moving to another planet and starting. That over. would be awesome. That would be. I think I think our planet is lost. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just start all over. Just start else. all over. Um. All right, so we're gonna wrap that up, guys. Uh, great conversation, Jeremy. That yeah. Was cool. Thank you, Jonathan, as well. Um. Thank you all for being with us. I hope you you agree or disagree. You know, however you want to go. I hope you hopefully learn, gain some insight. You or know. at least start thinking. Yeah, at least you know, start thinking, start a discussion. You know, send us some com. You know, send us some feedback. Yeah. respectfully, yeah. and we'll, we'll. I mean, we'll, it doesn't we'll, have to be respectful. I can just delete it. If right. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I may even read it on the next podcast just to show how disrespectful you were, but anyway, I'm man enough to do that. Right. <laughs> um, And like I said, you know, if I'm wrong, show me I'm wrong. Right. I, I by no means think that, you know, I have all the answers to everything. But, you know, it's, it, it's a conversation that needs to continue. Yeah, it does. And it needs to be a logical, open conversation. And, right. And... Everyone needs to be allowed to have an opinion, right? And not forced upon you, someone else's. You should be able to uh, to have an opinion and share that opinion, right? So send us your feedback, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, and also, guys, uh, before we sign off, just a couple of things you guys should know or probably know. If you don't know, we're also part of another podcast we do on. Well, we do it on Monday nights. It's probably released Tuesday. But yeah. anyway, uh, it's a Star Trek podcast called Discussing Trek. Uh, we talk all things Trek in excessive detail most of the time. Uh, we're pretty much primarily focused on the new Star Trek Discovery series. Right. But we throw in some other Trek stories Trek, and discussions. Sci-fi and other sci-fi other in general. Sci-fi, like yeah. I think the last one was a review of the Oracle. It was. I and wasn't able to join that one, but you know, I heard it was a lively discussion. And Clarence and I will probably start doing on Thursdays, which I know you work, but we'll probably start doing a Orville, like a little 15 minute podcast Orville discussion, probably to put on our Patreon site for discussing Trek. Uh, but if you're ever free on a Thursday night and you want to jump on, you can do that. I got to talk to my boss about that. Yeah, he's an asshole. He, he really is. Um, and until next time, guys, we'll talk again. J&J will talk to you later.